0: Oh, I hear you now. What'd you do? Uh, I moved my finger away from the speaker. Oh, that helps. That's a dad. That's a good, solid dad move. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We are the One Nine Zero Nine Six Podcast. I'm John. Here's Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two Eagles fans, and this is a podcast about the Eagles and being an Eagles fan. We aren't experts, journalists, paid commentators, columnists, former players, whatever. We are strictly fans and only fans. Yes, this is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football. Yes, there are lots of football podcasts out there, but it's best to tell you what we are not. We are not X's and O's. We are not a betting show. We are, ext- we are not an extended commercial for FanDuel, but for the right p- price, we can be. No mock drafts, no power rankings, no game film review. We are two knuckleheads. <laughs> and last thing, one thing we will never do is make predictions. Rick is coming to you live from the 6-1-Yo outside of... Yo, outside of Philadelphia, Yo. myself from the Napa Valley, home of Vermeil Wines. Um, the Eagles are six and seven on a bye week, basically a half game out of the wild card race with four games remaining. Rick, should we get into it? The Jets. Yes, the J E T S Jets Jets S U C K S suck suck suck. <laughs>
1: Yes, the Jets and the Eagles game. The Eagles traveled up the Jersey turnpike once again. uh, Fortunately, it was not uh, deja vu. Um, Yes, so the Eagles drives. This was pretty amazing. Uh, This is how it went. Touchdown, 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 field goal, halftime. Field goal, field goal, field goal, punt. That's, That's pretty good. You know, seven of eight drives. Uh, you seven of your first eight drives, you score. Now, I would have liked some of those field goals to be, you know, touchdowns, but it was kind of like where you were uh, laying off the pedal there in the second half.
0: Well, the, those are the types. Of, that's the kind of thing you can get away with uh, against the Jets, the J-E-T-S Jets, but you will not get away
1: with that against good teams. Like, against good teams. Yes. Yeah. Or any other one double A Yeah, Exactly. You're
0: not going to be able to do that with, dare I say, even like the the I would say the Washington Redskins. The but the Washington football team probably can't do that. Yeah, can't do that against the, the uh, football team. that other team from uh, Texas that's not Houston. Can't do that with them.
1: And we're not talking about the San Antonio Rough Riders. Um, oh, good yeah, one. The, the surging Washington football team. We'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew really makes his. He had a couple snaps in an earlier game, but uh, really, you know, made his first start as an Eagle. And, uh, you know, he's pretty on target 20 to 25. I think he completed his first 11, 12 passes in a row. And, um, you know, once again, it is against the the Jets. But, you know, as I was watching the game, I was like, man, he must be best friends with Dallas Goddard because he was just lighting Goddard up in the first quarter.
0: Well, the thing I thought about. So the two things that struck me. Uh, first one is uh, Goddard breaks tackle. So that second touchdown, uh, if that was thrown to Zach Ertz, uh, that would have just been a gain for 12 yards, and that's it. You, your, your, your sniper would have popped out of the stands <laughs> and taken him down.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, Zach Ertz. The sniper always gets Zach Ertz.
0: Yeah. With all. Well, no. With yeah. Uh, we love Zach Ertz, but man, yeah, you, you could not break a tackle to save he, his life.
1: The other thing I was going to say is uh, he was not a, he was not a yakster. No. Yaks not yards not his, after yeah, catch yeah.
0: Was, um, I almost feel like, was it part of the game plan to like get the ball to him? Cause to make up for the week before where they went through to him once.
1: Uh, I think part of it, I think part of it also was, um, you know, I heard him say, talk after the game, when he's talking to airport, John Clark, um, mm-hmm was that because they were running more, they wanted to, um, they play with more, uh, tight end sets to kind of broaden it out and give the the guys on the ends uh, a little bit farther to, you know, rush to the quarterback. So that was kind of, uh, the game plan, but yeah, a couple, a bunch of those were just, you know, screen passes. I think, you know, his very first catch. He was like blocky, 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 and then just turn around, mid shoot, threw it to him. And you know, he was off to the races. Um, but yeah, uh, good to see him get back into the groove of uh, pass catching and uh, touchdowns. So,
0: well, and the the other side of of playing a tight end, blocking, which not to go too hard on Ertz again, was not his strong suit. Uh, I rewatching the game on a Game Pass, which, for the record, the live feature of Game Pass is just so glitchy; it's brutal. Anyhow, uh, it is. It's he is a superior blocker. I mean, he is legitimately, le, I think, legitimately a uh, a six offensive lineman in, to some regard. uh And I think you're right. You you kind of mentioned this a couple of yes. weeks ago that like people are saying that the running game is better with him in play, in position, and or, it you know playing you know getting more snaps. And I I think you're right. The more I kind of look at it, he gets those stretch blocks, those down the field blocks, and it's just it creates a ton of room for all the running backs.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's definitely good. I mean, he's, you know, a uh, South Dakota guy, you know, right? Went to South Dakota State, yep. and um, he's a jackrabbit, yeah. and so he's from the Midwest, hardcore, you know, hard-working. Uh, of course, somebody from South Dakota's going to be good at blocking. Yeah, that might be a stereotype, but I will take that stereotype. Um, but no, he yeah, he had a great game. Miles Sanders, you know, 24 carries, 120 yards. Good to see, you know, we mixed in some rushing there. We got away from you know, the, uh, passing, but you know, that was kind of, or got away from the running, but that was kind of covered up because mid was, uh, so on target. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it,
0: again, impressive O-line play. I mean, they just holes, blocks, I mean, big, you know, big pancakey Kelsey blocks. Um, I mean, the, the interesting part for me, that I kind of, you know, wrote down, it was, uh, Land, the drafting of Landon Dickerson in the second round now looks to be like a genius move by, by Howie. Everyone, you know, because when that when that pick went in, everyone's yes. like, hey, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. I mean, he's proven pretty durable and a legit, you know, starter at that uh, left guard position. And uh, I mean, between Mylata and, and Landon Dickerson, I mean. You know, you t- tie those yeah. two up in a in a, uh, uh, in some contracts, and you you're, the left side of your line is in pretty
1: good shape for a while. Yeah, definitely those two guys, and they've actually you know grown uh, close. Um, you know, there's some mic'd up things with Milata. I guess my uh, Dickerson always buttons them up and makes sure his uh, held a snap. But yeah, they've definitely gelled together. You know, working very nicely together, and yeah, they're just uh, they're playing really well. And with Kelsey, that whole left side. From Kelsey out, I mean they're um you know my lot of be just destroyed people
0: now, the opposite side of the spectrum, my lotta being a seventh round pick uh and a left tackle to a first round pick uh named Jalen O'regor uh I'm at that point, and I think this is kind of a talking point for some folks is like do you sit him? I mean, I'm at that point. I think you deactivate him. I think he's at, he's playing at that point where it's like, he's, he's almost going to get someone else hurt. Not just him with just his brain dead play.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was the, the the brain dead play of all brain dead plays. Um, He, uh, uh, you know, when he was on that uh, kickoff return and he thought it was going into the end zone and then it bounced. And he had to go back and pick oh, it up. Man. I mean, if you notice after that he was not back there anymore. Right. Yeah. They yep. they basically pulled him. And uh, you know, Sirianni said afterwards, yeah, you know, after that we just thought we put Bus and Scott out there and you know, he just was he was, said it in a nice way, but at the same time, uh, yeah, uh, yep. you know, he uh he screwed up, right? I mean that's that's one of those things and one of those plays, right? You stand in the end zone. And if it comes into the end zone, you know you let it bounce in front of you, and then you know you go from there. you don't let it go pat bounce behind you and just assume it's going into the end zone like that's that's just like a, not just a bonehead play that's just like I really don't care play right I mean it's, yeah right. it's
0: it's clearly like mental with him at this point, right I mean that's just that's right. not even like physical play it's not a matter of speed or agility or conditioning. It's that guy's just not using his head out there.
1: Right, right. He had one carry for zero yards. Surprise, surprise. Uh, One target for uh, one reception and seven yards. So, yeah, I was glad to see that he was not targeted uh, very much, if at all.
0: Yeah, they've kind of pulled that back, I think, after uh, what happened the
1: week before. Yeah, also, I mean, uh, you know, Mitchell was uh, throwing a lot of check downs, right? I mean, if you look at the distribution, Goddard had uh, six catches, Sanders had three, uh, Gainwell had five, right? Devontae Smith, good old Devontae, had two, two. had, had three. So, you know, a lot of just short passes, screens, you know, stuff like that. But, hey, you know what, if it works, great.
0: Hey, and when your tight end can get you your yaks, it shows up on the uh, the old stat sheet a lot bigger of a pass than just uh, you know. It doesn't look like a screen. It doesn't look like a just you know, eight yard out or something like that.
1: Right, right. Well, also, yeah, screen passes with a tight end that gets yards after catch. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean that's yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean the uh, the Jets. I mean, I was really surprised at how bad they are. Now they scored eighteen points, but. I mean even just like their kicker. I mean some of those oh my those, god uh, I, extra points were just not even close. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I honestly it it crosses into that realm where like you you feel bad for the guy. I mean he just doesn't clearly doesn't belong there. I mean right. oh
1: right. right.
0: Oh oh oh. oh. As, what somebody I know as the EP would say, "Oh, speaking of EPs, uh, the mandate has yes. come down from the uh, the corporate office that we got to stay uh, on schedule tonight because um, she's gotten an important dinner with a, uh, a sponsorship uh, folks. So we're gonna have to uh, you know stay tight tonight.
1: Oh, okay, sounds good. Well, I thought you were gonna say that she wanted to reinforce that there's no texting before six a.m. Oh, uh, well, uh,
0: that's up to <laughs> that's up to your father if he uh, decides to.
1: Sit on his yeah. phone at uh, yes. uh, eight thirty uh eastern yeah um, so um another interesting fact that I came uh away from it was the first game since nineteen seventy eight that each team scored touchdowns on their first three drives hmm. that's a good one, yeah, you like that one, yeah. Um, But Philadelphia, I mean, dominated time of possession, thirty-five to twenty-four. So, um. yeah, oh yeah, I mean, they
0: basically chewed up the entire third quarter just in one drive. I think it was like seven or eight minutes or something like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Uh, So
1: good, good win. And should we want to, who gets credit for the win?
0: Yeah, let's do who gets credit for the win.
1: So, John, who gets credit for the win?
0: So, I'm going to steal one of your lines. Um, And this actually gets to a point uh, that I just realized I had. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, terrific first name, uh, terrible defensive coordinator, he gets minus 10 points. So, uh, that means I have 110 to play with. I went 30% Minshew, 20% Sirianni. Uh, because I think you know his 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 game plan for Min Minshew and play selection was was good. I just the the only fault I give him is uh when you stick Herbig out there at, at center for an injured uh uh Kelsey, don't have him uh, don't run a shotgun play. You know, just 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 snap the ball between the legs and you know run a play. Um, right as opposed to snapping the yeah, ball yeah, over over, your yeah, shoulder. over uh Minshew's shoulder. Yeah. Um 20 uh 20% uh Miles Sanders and I actually went big on a uh, 40% Dallas Goddard. Uh, yeah, just cuz wow. you know those you know big those two big plays really kind of just kept the uh the gears going cuz I mean if you remember that especially that opening play for the, or the opening drive for for the Jets, you know, they returned the uh the opening kickoff like th- uh eighty yards. And it's like you get that feeling like, oh no. But you know, they came right back and, you know, caught a couple of key passes, stayed in the game and, you know. Um you know, and I think he really was like to your point, like a, an outlet, a safety blanket, uh uh for Minshew. And so um that's why I kinda gave him a little more than Minshew. He was he was just he was helping him out.
1: So yeah, um, is that your one hundred percent? I wasn't keeping track. I think there. that's hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll say it is. We'll say it's 100%. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. First of all, before I get into you know who gets my game ball and percentages and all that, I will say it was very comforting to see that Minshew come in and play in in uh, Jalen Hurts' spot, and just to know that hey, you know if Hurts if Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Rest of the season, you know, we have a capable backup that can come in and you know function. You know, there's not that big of a drop off. You know, there's everyone saying, "Oh, it's a quarterback controversy and all that stuff." I, well, I, I'm not yeah. going to go yeah. there, but you know, he was. Um, I, yeah, you know, if we if something were to happen to Hurts, um, then you know, I don't think we'd have that big of a drop off, right? So that's good to know. And yeah.
0: No, I I agree with you, too. A lot of, like, Angelo and all those guys this week were pushing the quarterback controversy, and I'm just, I'm not buying it.
1: No, no. Um, So, percentages here. So, yeah, first of all, the special teams coach, I don't know who he is, but, you know, they give up that long kickoff. That could have turned ugly real quick. And then the whole Jalen Raker thing of not fielding the kickoff, like, we got to get that cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm going to give negative 20% to the special teams coach. Ga- going to give Gardner Minshew uh, 20% because um, he he completed 20 passes. Oh, um, look at you. Yeah, wow. look okay. At. Wow. Uh, Miles Sanders, I'm going to give 24% because he had 24 carries. But, uh,
0: uh, l- let's see. This is good production right here by you. Do you like this? Yeah, so yeah. I have
1: 76 left. I'm going to give the remaining 76% to Dallas Goddard. Oh, you like that 1776 Philadelphia? That whole thing, not giving any any to the defense. I mean, the defense could have done a lot better. I know we don't talk about them a lot, but you know, it's just kind of like we're sitting in that almost like not don't give up the big play defense all game long.
0: Yep, yeah, the defense is almost kind of not worth mentioning anymore because it's just kind of a it really is like a, a non-factor slash – I mean, it's the same story every week of just not productive, gives up easy touchdowns,
1: the scheme sucks. It's it's uh, almost like the philosophy is, uh, okay, we're going to score a lot of points, and uh, defense, your job is just to limit them to not as many points as we have. Yep. You know, that's kind of – it seems like – the whole defensive philosophy, and don't take any yep. you know risks at all. So, yep, yep, kind of down on the defense, but anyhow. Hey. John, um, with announcer game review.
0: Well, I, you know, I did miss one quick segment. I did forget to promo ourselves. We are on every Wednesday, eight thirty uh, Eastern, five thirty Pacific. What time is that in Nashville, Rook? That is. The uh, really calculator out. Thirty minus one. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Uh, we also have uh, our uh, weekly Sunday uh, podcast, which is the one nine oh nine six podcast, bonus game day live edition extreme. Uh, it, it's uh, the quickest ten minutes in call in, and it's a half hour before Eagles kickoff. So check your local listings, do the math, and figure out what time we're on. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So let's. Announcer game review. Okay, so the the good news is the Eagles had a sideline reporter this week. Uh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. um, But, you know, I'm sure it was kind of an Aaron Andrews, you know, look alike, sound alike. Uh,
1: (laughs) Now, this was a CBS crew. And I believe she is like usually the reporter for uh, when CBS does golf. Uh, gotcha. So I think they just like, hey, we're in New York. Do you want to go cover the sideline kind of thing? Yeah.
0: So well, and and then uh, so I had never heard of Andrew Canelon, who was the uh, uh, play-by-play guy. Um, I did Google him and discovered he's a, he's from Syracuse, which uh, I realized uh, there's a, actually a bunch of announcers who are from Syracuse. Mike Tirico was from Syracuse. Uh Bob Costas uh was from Syracuse. Uh and MSNBC contributor Joe Biden uh is from uh Syracuse. And yeah, and then your color guy is not a former Eagles player, James Lofton. Uh
1: right, right. The sideline reporter was Amanda Balianos, and um she is engaged to former UNC. Quarterback Bryn Renner, who I have no idea who that huh. is. But, uh,
0: yeah, I was yeah. I was waiting for like a Ronald Curry uh, reference, or I'm trying to think of another UNC quarterback off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. wasn't I, I? can't really think of one. There was so, uh, there was anyway. one the UNC quarterback who was a a contributor on ESPN for a bit, but I think he kind of disappeared and wasn't very good. Speaking of uh, networks, the one thing in, right. in kind of watching uh, the broadcast, I just a mental note too, is so studio cut in. So they kind of interrupt the game and show you a highlight from another game. Um, someone needs to tell CBS that we have this thing called the internet now. Uh, and we have NFL apps, <laughs> ESPN apps, uh, Twitter, Um, you know, we don't need studio cut-ins anymore. I, I don't get the point of that. They're not sponsored, so it's not like they're they're giving up money. So I just, you know, I, I don't understand why they do that anymore. They need to think of something else. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely with you, especially when they cut in uh, to Eagles games and they cut in, you know, um, with games that are completely irrelevant to the Eagles, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh Baltimore, Pittsburgh, right? Like, you know, who cares? Or you know, yeah. Los Angeles yeah. at Cincinnati? Like, okay, it might be an interesting game, but who cares? Tampa Bay at Atlanta? Like, we know who's going to win that. Yeah, right? right. Like, yep,
0: yeah. Who who cares? Why are you still doing this? It's I. It's one of those things that is is such a relic that it's just proof that like people who are running, you know, these, uh, you know coverage of the nfl coverage is using you know a, a relic that's no longer needed and just kind of can't oh dare i say it oh my god think out of the box that's the only thing i can think of right now yes cliche, yeah cliche, number one yeah, of cliche week. of the week uh
1: yeah it's yeah no i'm definitely with you i mean it's not like oh geez i have to stay tuned to this game to find out the scores of the other games yep. and see the highlights right i mean you can get them on the internet you can get them on red zone you can you know there's thirteen different places you can get
0: them. yeah, it's not like a couple of weeks ago when I talked about it as a kid when we were kids, the only way you could watch a game again was to record it you know as a tape on on your v c r and watch it again and you know and you had to watch uh uh e s p n prime time to see all the uh uh highlights cause that was the only way it's like that th- that is a bygone era and, and right you know no longer needed so um yeah, so that's my yeah. kind of announcer game review of the week. <laughs> Sound
1: effects. Yes. Oh, is that what that was? I thought you were clearing yeah. your throat. Um, oh, should no. we go on the move to the uh, Wentz Tracker?
0: Wentz Tracker. Carson Wentz Tracker, Wentz Tracker, Wentz Tracker.
1: Yes, so Carson Wentz has played 854 snaps this year. Um, and we estimate he needs to get to about 859 or 860 in order to get to that 75% threshold, which then gives us the Colts number one pick. Um, So, you know, we're basically like, he's basically six snaps away um, from getting to that uh, point. So I, Uh, and cue cue the jokes we sent back
0: and forth to each other uh, a few days ago.
1: Yes, exactly. This is now the time where uh, Carson Wentz will slip in the shower and fall and break his, you know, wrist or arm or something, and he'll be out for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, and I think I went with a stepping on a nail, getting a staph infection, and yeah, it just is out for the rest of the year, and the Eagles, you know, fall to a uh, a second round pick.
1: But. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to kind of give you an update as to where we would end up um, the Tankathon. I love this uh, website, by the way. Um, you know, right now, if, if the season were to end today, um, we would have the 12th pick, the 13th pick, and then we would have the Colts pick at number 17. The problem with the Colts is they keep on winning, right? I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they are now 7-6. and six. And so, you know, each week that they keep on winning, that pick gets less and less, uh, you know, attractive.
0: So the Dolphins need to stop winning too.
1: Yes, the Dolphins are at six and seven, and we get their pick, and that's they're at thirteen. So yeah, as the season's going on, you know, we're talking about having three top ten picks. Uh, mm. uh, as we're right not going to have any at this point, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. So. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's the once tracker. So, you know, we were very nervous about this the beginning of the year and, uh, I feel pretty comfortable as to where we are. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, speaking of, uh, so just kind of a quick little, uh, preview, um, speaking of drafts, I kind of in a uh, Eagles life, I kind of, I'm going to bring up, uh, I kind of went in a little deep about, uh, the Eagles first round draft picks in years past. So just, uh, that'll be coming up here in, uh, in about ten minutes so yeah. Oh I think that in the business they call that. That tease. is a tease, yes. You oh my god. Wow. I like that. You know the lingo. Nice job. Yes I do. Wow.
1: Yes I do. Uh
0: I think that's anything else for Wentz Tracker? No, no, I think we're good. All right, let's kick uh this week the Eagles are going up against the New York buys. I've never heard of this team. Um <laughs> so I'm very confused who they're who they're gonna play. Uh they are a slight favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By 52. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. Joke's over. So yeah, the Eagles are off this weekend. Uh, comes none too soon as uh, they are injury ridden. So that's uh, Mr. Kelsey, Jordan Howard, all those guys can get healthy. Uh, and the next game is against your Washington football team. It's not my Washington right. football well, team. That, that's the, the Royal you folks out there in the kind of, in the world. Oh, okay. uh, so speaking of, should we get into kind of, you know, I figured, you know, for around the NFL, around the NFL, we can talk about uh, the NFC East and kind of where the Eagles stand and, you know, what that looks like right now, kind of previewing the, the games to come.
1: Yes, exactly. And the, around the NFL and then having a bye and the Washington football team, these all converge into one question, John. This is something that has been weighing on my mind heavily. We, oh, boy. That, see, that's a tease right there. You like that? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to spoil the tease now. This weekend, the Dallas Cowboys travel to Washington. So who do you root for there? Right? Do you want uh, Washington uh, to beat Dallas to give us a chance to win the division? Or do you want Dallas to win in order for Washington, for us to Move ahead of Washington in the playoff race
0: I think I'm going to abstain is that the right word <laughs> from this vote because i'm I'm very conflicted
1: um, I was wondering if they could both both lose
0: uh, they could tie i that's that's a good call i I would push for a tie because that would uh cover the half being a half a game out right right so exactly. i I'm pushing exactly. for you know twenty one tie twenty one twenty one tie uh and you know taylor hanky just runs out of mat runs out of fitz magic um yeah i, I it's I, I mean if there's a game i'm it's, gonna watch this week it's it's definitely gonna be that one just because i'm curious to see uh because the eagles play the the redskin twice for over the next four games and then obviously the cowboys and i think the cowboys are also kind of a different team now too right, right. i mean they're a little banged up. Yeah, Dallas. They're not, they're not as uh, Dallas
1: is doing their you know, second half of the season swoon. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but and yeah, I, you're right. I if think, there's a game to watch uh, this weekend for Eagles fans. It's Dallas at Washington um, because three yeah. out of our next four games are against these two teams. So. Yep, uh,
0: and the other game is against the New York Football Giants, which is. Uh, The return of Evan, the Giants fan for for two more uh, episodes uh, for part two of uh, Eagles versus Giants this year.
1: Yes. And speaking of the Giants, we should say that, geez, I don't know if the Giants quarterbacks have, you know, like Uh. walked under a ladder over the past week or if they, you know, have, you know, all the quarterbacks and the quarterback coach. The quarterback coach has COVID. Uh, Daniel Jones is out. Mike. Lennon has a concussion <sighs> and he is out. So they have Jake from uh, starting this weekend and, and they just signed Clayton Thorson. Oh boy. They signed him back because they they, they, they cut
0: him and then I guess they brought him back. Huh?
1: They brought him back. Uh, Clayton Thorson, by the way, is a product of the Philadelphia Eagles football f- uh, quarterback factory. Yeah. You know
0: like that was a uh what a third round fourth round draft pick by us by the Eagles a couple of years ago
1: a, that's uh at the height of our quarterback factory oh my god but yes, um so you know it's funny because I asked Evan uh Evan the Giants fan if you wanted a quarterback from the quarterback factory because we have pallets of them just laying around um and yeah. he did not, and what did the giants do? They signed on, uh one of our former uh players.
0: Yeah, we should have just uh can't you like loan out quarterbacks for just like a week? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> for a draft pick? Like
1: like library books? Yeah, sure, right? You just
0: gotta <laughs> sign the card on the inside and uh, hand it to Howie and uh you know, bring it back in a week.
1: Yes, exactly. Um also another around the NFL, Bill Belichick once was a forty to one odds to win coach of the year. And now he is the favorite to win coach of the year. How oh. much of a degenerate do you have to be to be betting on the NFL Coach of the Year?
0: Hey man, uh, betting is uh the new uh money stream for, for NFL and you know, there's there's so many prop bets out there, I've I've lost track of them all. It's it's insane.
1: Um it it you know, it wasn't too long ago where you know all the networks and ESPN they had this thing where they wouldn't even bring up point spreads right yep, like yep. it was like you do not even talk about that, and now it's like these guys are like right before kickoff, oh, get your bets in you know it's it's like a f- oh, yeah. you watch the games and the pre and the pregame shows, I mean it is like full force trying to get you know yeah you know gambling addicts. Uh, you know, totally priming the ga- the gambling addicts to bet all their money. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: the one thing the NFL did do is I think they put a cap on the number of, like, commercials, like, you know, betting-based system commercials you can have in a broadcast. Yeah, well, what's the cap at,
1: 75%? Yeah I, I, yeah,
0: I don't. I forget what it was. I think I saw that, like, the beginning <laughs> of the year, and it was like, I didn't think anything of it, but now in retrospect, it's like, thank God, because, I mean, they – I bet you if that wasn't there, it would have been wall to wall, like betting commercials. I, I bet you. Yeah. See,
1: are you betting oh God, me see? on the percentage of advertisements about betting?
0: I'm sure there's a prop bet out there.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh, here
0: I, I you know, what, I'll give you a kind of, since we're kind of in the, around the NFL, I'll give you a kind of a, a fun little story based on bets. Uh, this is, this is off the, uh, uh EP is not happy about this, but this is this is this is a good little story from my years at, at doing TV. So, uh, when I would go out and do college basketball, you know, all the college basketball you know games would be going on, on on a Saturday. If I was an early game, so you know, either like a, a eleven o'clock or like a one o'clock game, and I was still in town that night. I would have with me, or at least in my head, I I memorized the commercial format for all the ESPN games because all the ESPN college basketball games would follow the same commercial format when to run a commercial. So, for instance, they would always say, uh, under 11 minutes, first dead ball, it's a uh, uh, a commercial. And so I kind of had this committed to memory each week when I had to do do a... um, Uh, do an ESPN college basketball game. So when I was at a bar that night, you know, after the game was done, I would uh, turn to the bartender or someone next to me and say, 10 bucks says after this uh, ball goes out of bounds or next dead ball, they go to commercial. And they're like, wait, what? Really? I'm like, yeah, I bet you a beer, buy me a beer and I'll, I I bet you. And they were just like, so like bumfounded about it. And sure enough, the ball will go out of bounds or it'd be a foul. And as and they'd go to commercial, and they'd be like, "Wait, how did you know that?" It's like you owe me a beer. And so I, that's how I, uh, you know, for a couple of years, I, I, um, you know, got free free beers on the road because I could
1: predict the future. That's that's how, that's how yeah. you drank <laughs> yeah. every four minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do in college basketball. It's uh, the below sixty. It's every four minutes below sixty, below yeah. twelve, and it, it would ch- eight, it changed
0: sometimes because you would get like for instance the the bigger games would insert an an extra commercial in there too just to you know cuz they're you know they know they they knew they had more eyes and they could they get get away with that so um so that was always right. kind of a right. fun thing to do in in college towns so anyhow back to our regular regularly
1: scheduled yes. programming to around the NFL yes um I, John, I don't know if you know this, but I throw this out there to anybody. Um, I don't quite understand in the NFL, there are, when teams call timeouts, there are timeouts that are just 30 seconds, and there's timeouts that are like two minutes. I don't know the difference. Do you know anything about that? I, I, you know, I don't know
0: anything about that either, how they determine... Uh when to use a third yeah, it's not like um with college basketball when they had like the twenty second timeout uh versus a full. Uh right. I don't know how that's determined. Actually, that's a good question. I've noticed it, but I've just kind of like looked right past it. Um
1: uh get our research. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll, I'll call
0: that. Raf, Please. our pro bono uh international researcher and see if you can look into that.
1: <laughs> I will tell you the uh
0: the the folks on the sideline at the NFL games with uh big orange gloves, which are called the red hats. That's how the uh, uh, TV networks communicate to the refs that they're going to commercial. I can tell, I can tell you that. Wait,
1: let me get, let me get this straight. The guys with the big orange gloves are called red hats. Should they be called big orange glove guys?
0: Well, speaking of relics, I believe uh, back in the day before they had orange gloves, the red hat just wore a red hat and they looked for a red hat. Uh, I think uh, over the years they needed something a little more pronounced or maybe, I'm going to guess on this one. Maybe some of the refs were colorblind, uh, and they had to go with a, a color that was maybe a little more pronounced. Which you think yeah, about yeah. a colorblind ref, and you're playing the you know the wrong kind of combination of colors on a certain team. You could definitely be confusing some jerseys. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Um, it's definitely. I mean, you cannot miss those guys with those large orange gloves. Like they, no, I mean, they're, even they're... when you're watching the games
0: yep yeah no they're they're there you know getting this they gotta get those commercials in gotta pay the bills um, yes sir all right yes, anything sir. else for around the n f l that's uh kind of all i got for for
1: this week uh, no that that was that was, uh, that was a good uh segment there Jim yeah. um yeah, so last week, cleanup well, you know, we definitely cleaned up by not having Evan on this week's show um, yeah yep, so i was i was it was good to see that he did not. Rubber faces in the Eagles' loss last, last week. So
0: no, he was for for a New Yorker. He was very courteous, so we uh, we appreciate that, and that's why he is welcome to come back anytime. Uh,
1: John, do you have anything to clean up from last week? No, Besides I think we
0: show? were we were perfect. I th- I think we nailed it. Um, there's nothing to clean up. Just a flawless execution of a uh, of a um, uh, another one nine oh nine six podcast
1: in my mind. John, uh, you were doing some cleanup during the podcast last week. That
0: that is true. That is a good, excellent callback. Speaking of flawless execution, I did mid-podcast change the diaper of one Project Wyatt, uh, and I got nothing on my hands, and the dirty diaper went right into the garbage can. Uh, And you would have never known unless I, uh, well, he did cry during it a little bit, so you probably would have known.
1: There's a little cooing going on. Yeah. Yes. So, um, all right. Good. Well, we'll move on to unrelated topic of the week. I have two topics. Oh, exciting. both uh, relate to your parents. Oh, John, boy. Okay. Um, which, by the way, they're also my parents. We yep. are brothers.
0: We right? are brothers, yeah. Yes. So, um, Do I mention that in the open? I forget now. I don't think I say we're brothers in the open. Do we? Do I?
1: I, I, I think you do. Oh, okay. Do. All right. um, so... Do you know, John, that your father, who actually now listens to our podcast each week, your father eats English muffins with a knife and fork? You can't do it. No. So does he split the
0: English muffins with a knife?
1: Uh, He doesn't split the... Well, no. He, once they are sliced, put in the toaster and buttered and put on his plate, he then... Cuts them. Oh, he
0: used—that's uh, like Bill De Blasio eating a uh, a slice of pizza with a fork and knife, and he got hammered in New York for that.
1: <laughs> that's like John Kerry going to a Philadelphia cheesesteak place and asking for Swiss cheese on yeah. his. Uh, um, yes, he does. I witnessed that, and um, I was rather shocked.
0: Did you um, did you counter that. him on uh, said maneuvering, or um, yes? And what was his reaction?
1: Uh, there was no reaction. Oh. <laughs> there was. That's that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. and he just kinda, um,
0: that sounds like an old man maneuver. Just like that's the way it is, and just kind of kept going, unencumbered.
1: Yes, that's that's the way I've been doing it, and I'm not changing now. Yeah, um, bugger off. Now about your mother. There was a home Uh-oh. across the street from your mother and father's house. That they were doing a lot of work to in very busy. They were replacing carpets. They were power washing the driveway and the walkway. They were painting the front entrance, doing a lot of things. And I said, you know what? I think they're getting ready to sell that house. Your mother said, I think they're getting ready to have a wedding.
0: Oh. I don't know. I, wait, where. So, okay. Where would she come up with that?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I, f- I find it far more likely that they're going to uh, sell a house rather than have a wedding at
1: it. I, I really challenged her. And then um, I saw that they were um, putting mulch in the gardens in the front of the house. And, and I put it that, That's
0: not wise if you're uh, walking a dress, you know, a brand new uh, wedding dress down a, down a garden, all that mulch will stay in
1: the dress um and your mother was adamant no i'm sticking with my wedding um i don't know i've been in involved in too many plannings for weddings but um spreading mulch in gardens is not higher in the priority list no in, yeah. in december
0: nope no if so. you're selling the house
1: and probably sure enough uh the for sale sign has gone up so i was right uh well congratulations. Did
0: you rub mom's nose in the mulch?
1: <laughs> yes I did, not the wedding dress. No. Oh good, that's good. Yes. So that's that those are my two unrelated topics of the week.
0: So my unrelated topic of the week is is uh you know, runs a little parallel well, not parallel, I should say that. Um is food related, I should say. Uh, and the EP is giving me the flag to kind of hurry up because uh, the EP needs to head to a dinner here soon, but I'll keep it quick. I just want to give a nod to Taco Bell um, that I have become. They've brought back kind of the classic uh, chicken soft taco supreme. And the one thing I realized that <laughs> the two things, I, so they so they, they used to like do their chicken in a weird way. Like when they try to get all fancy, they did like shredded chicken and some kind of weird sauce. They went back to the basics. They got the chunks of chicken. Uh, and you know what? I realized that their sour cream is elite. They have really good sour cream. You give me a, a chicken soft taco supreme, two packets of hot sauce on each taco, four of those, and I am golden. So hats off to Taco Bell to going back to the basics. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. When's the last time you were uh, Funny you should say that. Yesterday.
1: <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was at a yeah. taco, taco. It's party, my, so. my
0: rate of eating Taco Bell has certainly gone up um you know over the past couple of months because of the uh, going back to the basics with the chicken soft taco.
1: John, when you eat your Taco Bell, do you have to be within a certain distance of the No,
0: I uh due to uh early in life uh uh, high repetition, shall I say? Uh, I think my uh, my uh, digestive system
1: uh, built built a tolerance, if you will. Yes, your innards are immune to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. On the Manfail. Manfail, <laughs> Fan mail. Um, yeah. We'll we'll keep this one quick. Um, Sarah yes. from Boston, longtime listener, first time writer. Loved Evan in and in and in a third angle. Any prospects of bringing more on like that? Um, and you know, my thought is Sarah, sure, you know, find us the talent and we'll bring them on. Um, you know, so I enjoyed having them. I, I would not be opposed to bringing on, uh, more, you know, kind of strident fans, um, of other NFL teams.
1: I will have to, um, speaking of that, I will have to enlist one of my reds. Uh, one of my Virginia friends, uh to talk to us about the Redskins next week. I will take that as a, oh, takeaway that's a
0: that that's exciting. Yeah that'll be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh our next one comes from Greg from Chicago, not an Eagles fan but love the pod. Do you know if there's a version uh a Bears version of the of the pod you do? Thanks. Um well Greg, I you know what? Um I read your letter and I said, Greg, start your own. You get the call in app. Start your own version of uh I don't know. What's the zip code in Chicago? I have no idea. Uh, but start your own, uh, you know, Bears podcast, you know, fan driven Bears podcast. It's easy to do. Piece of cake. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: maybe the 312. Uh, three yes. yeah, yeah, there
0: you go. But yeah, we'll go area code instead of zip code. Good yeah. idea. And then last one, uh, Ryan ahead. for Burley Games. So from your last podcast, you said you didn't do this full time. You could have fooled me. So what do you do? Uh, you know, Ryan, we don't talk what we do, you know, too much about our, our professions on on this podcast. What we are, first and foremost, when it comes to this podcast, is Eagles fans, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, just a quick reminder, everyone. Everyone, we're on every Wednesday, eight thirty Eastern, five thirty Pacific, live. You like Rick says you can get us on demand on the call-in app. This is episode eleven, so if you're just starting, you have. 11 hours of quality content. So if you're f- taking a direct flight from San Francisco to Paris, uh, we can entertain you the whole way. Um,
1: <laughs> you yeah, you, you can,
0: oh boy. Uh, you can also listen to us on Sundays, uh, the 19096 Podcast Bonus Game Day Live Edition Extreme, half hour before kick. Uh, check your local listings and do the math. And that is when we're on. Um, and then on to Eagles' life, Rick. Do you have any, John? It sounds
1: like it sounds like you have something prepared for Eagle's I, I, you. Life know here. I do.
0: I do have something prepared, and kind of all the draft talk. I thought I'd, uh, I I went back and looked at our uh, since 2010, the Eagles' uh, uh, first round draft pick. Since we have three coming up this off season, and I kind of went through and gave them, you know, kind of a pass fail grade. So I can either start in 2010 or 2021. Which direction do you want to go, Rick?
1: Uh, Let's go 2010. 2010.
0: All right. 2010. uh, Jeremy Macklin, I gave him a pass. You, Rick? Uh,
1: Yes. No, he was a good player. He was a good player. I was actually kind of disappointed when he went to Kansas City.
0: Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Uh, 2011, Brandon Graham, I gave him a pass.
1: Yes, he kind of had a a rough start, but uh, he has uh, matured into a great player.
0: Yep. Oh, uh, sorry. Side note on this. Uh, 2010 also is the beginning of Howie Roseman as executive vice president. Or sorry. Yeah. EVP of football operations. Or no, no. Sorry. He was GM at this point. I'm sorry. He was GM up until 2014. So which then kind of gets into the next pick uh, 2012 Danny Watkins. Uh, my question is who? So which clearly means an F. <laughs>
1: yes, that was a yeah. bad
0: pick. Um, 2013, Fletcher Cox, who was the first pick under the Chip Kelly administration, 2013, because Kelly came on on January uh, 2013, and this uh, the draft occurs in April. Um, so I, that's a big uh, – I think we passed that test. Yes, I agree with you there. He's been a good yeah. player. Uh, 2014, Lane Johnson, pass. I assume you kind of agree. Pass, yeah. Here's where it gets ugly. Uh, 2015, Marcus Smith, F. F, yes. Yeah. I don't even think he's in football no, anymore. No, I think he's long gone. 16, yeah. 2016, Nelson Aguilar. I gave that an
1: F, actually. Yes. Um, uh, he did have a good Super Bowl, so I'll give him a D.
0: No, yeah. Or incomplete, maybe?
1: no the passes you caught were complete
0: oh that's good yeah yeah good point um 2017 won carson wentz uh quick reminder this is when Howie was executive vice president of football operations uh yeah and carson was obviously not under the uh, chip kelly administration i kind of i kind of waived this i did not i didn't know whether to give a pass or fail on this
1: i would give a fail yeah okay We were told this was the surefire thing, you know, franchise quarterback, blah, 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 blah. And he's now playing for the Colts. Yep. Uh,
0: And here's where it gets ugly. I'm just going to name off uh, these three names because we all know the grades. Uh, Derek Barnett, Andre Dillard, Jalen Rager. Uh, Jalen Rager, F. Uh, Dillard, F. Derek Barnett, F, which can basically, you can say this is why the Eagles are in the situation they're in, because those three picks are just doing nothing. Yeah.
1: Derek Barnett, I'll give a D to okay.
0: D minus. Hmm. And then, Devante, and then Devante, uh, I gave him an obvious pass because I think he's on the road to being uh, everything we hoped he uh, would be. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Andre Dillard. I mean, geez, that guy. I think he's in the witness protection. Yeah, talk about no one even talks about him anymore. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. He doesn't
1: even. I mean, he's he's on the active roster for all the games, but he's yep. not playing. So, uh,
0: so that's you know, that's, I thought I'd take a journey down memory lane. I mean, for me, I'm a big fan of the uh, watching the draft because it's like that one day where optimism reigns supreme, and uh, you know. It's 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 a lot of fun unless you know obviously Jalen Rager is picked instead of Justin Jefferson, then it just turns into a nightmare. So,
1: yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, anything for anything for you for Eagles life? Uh, no, not, I mean I just live it every day. You know? oh. Live it, yep. love it. Yeah. You know? Um, I get my W R I P fix just about every day. So
0: yep yeah, likewise yeah uh yeah the e p appreciates your uh your quick uh uh eagles life uh segment um so speaking of which getting to the the final segment uh final thoughts any final thoughts for you uh for Rick going into the bye final week?
1: I think, I think you have to go uh feed your family
0: yeah well i know i was going to say my final thought of the week is going to be a buy, so I have no final thought because the Eagles are on a buy, and on that note i think uh Unless you got anything else. I think that's a, that's a wrap for this week. Um, that is a wrap. Have a wrap for dinner. All dude. right. Well, uh, enjoy. And we will see you. See everyone later. Adios. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.